The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. Are you the best NBA better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. There's $3,000 up for grabs in the season-long contest and $200 every week in their weekly contest. Just head over to oddscrowd.com and sign up now. And we're brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Do you wish that you could have stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so that they can make more money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Download the Prediction Strike app right now in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com and create an account. Use the code SGP, then deposit funds and buy, sell, and hold all of your futures on your favorite players. Use that promo code SGP. Get a free athlete share with your first deposit of up to $20 or more. Again, take advantage through the promo code SGP with Prediction Strike. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Reeves. As promised, it was quite a night in the T-Mobile arena as Tyson Fury validated his knockout win over Deontay Wilder. And both of the gentlemen that are now hanging in here were there. I'm profoundly jealous of that on, on both counts for that. Uh, again, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, Marquise Johns aboard on the podcast. Week Sauce, you have made it back after your travails uh, to the Mile High City. You were there. It was some sight. Good to, good to welcome you into the podcast to talk about Fury Wilder. Guys, what a great fight. Fury Wilder was absolutely amazing. But as always, guys, avoid Southwest Airlines. Oh, my God. Just avoid all of that at all costs. <laughs> yeah, Southwest was a bigger disaster than Wilder, as it turns out. T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show. Uh, love his uh, insight. And again, he's the unelected mayor of Vegas. He was right there as well. You welcomed Marquise with open arms along with the other boxing media and about 18,000 of your closest friends. TC, good to have you. That was some scene, and let's get right into it. How does it compare with some of the other big-time boxing events that you've been at in the past, including Fury Wilder 2 and some of the other ones? 
You know, this one was right up there and me definitely eclipsed Fury Wilder too. And uh, in a lot of other world championship fights. And again, going into this, like we talked about last week, didn't really know what to expect. Uh, you know, I expected Fury to win. I didn't know if Wilder was going to, you know, give much of a challenge at all. So much to my surprise, I mean, Wilder was game. He came out, he won the first round. And uh, then, you know, we we saw Tyson Fury pick up where he left off in the, in the second fight. And when Tyson Fury, you know, dropped him in round number three, it's like, okay, here we go again. You saw the legs wobble and I said, okay, here we go. But then all of a sudden, boom, round four comes and Fury goes down. Not once, but twice. At that point in time, it's like, wow, we got a fight. And like we talked about last week, when we were talking about handicapping, I said, I, I like Fury, lay the price, that's fine. But the rounds prop, I was very uncertain of because of exactly what I talked about, of having that one bullet, that lethal right hand, and he delivered it. And because of that, that's why we had ourselves a great fight. One of the most memorable heavy, heavyweight fights we've had in a long, long time. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, from both of you guys, Marquise first, what was it like in the arena? Because that's what I want to bring to the audience here when those knockdowns were happening. First, Wilder down in the third round, then Fury twice in the fourth round. Marquise, you first. TJ, it was, and it was a bizarre calm, like just wait for like everything to be set up. You were thinking like once he was knocked down in the third round, once the fourth was going, he was still on wobbly legs once the bell rang. We thought this fight was over. Then the knockdowns came, and the place was absolutely electric for it. And from there, it was on. It was actually a great atmosphere all around. TC, uh, explain it again to the audience here on, on the drama and the excitement from the crowd. You know, you had nearly 18,000 in the house. And again, you didn't have that those British fans uh, per se. It was more an Americanized crowd. And uh, there was a decent amount of Wilder fans that were there. So again, you know, the anticipation, the buildup was there. But then as the fight progressed, it delivered. And everybody was on the edge of their seat for all 11 rounds of this fight. So the atmosphere was fantastic. It was um, relatively similar to a fight with Canelo Alvarez or relatively similar to a Tyson Fury fight with British fans, but there was, it was that missing element was there. You know, again, it just wasn't a pro uh, Fury crowd or a pro Canelo crowd or going back to a pro De La Hoya crowd and that sort of thing. Uh, so, but it, it was, it was good. It was good. It was engaging. It was entertaining. It was electric and it definitely had the big fight feel. And as the fight progressed, like I said, you just didn't know how long it was going to last. And there was always that drama that we weren't sure exactly how it was going to unfold. So I think that's what made it exciting. Voice of TC Martin. Again, love his insight. TCMartinShow.com. Five days a week in Las Vegas. Marquise Johns also hanging here as these guys are customarily with me whenever there's a huge fight, especially in Las Vegas as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Um, okay, another, another fun one here because I'm watching like millions of others that did uh, and watch this unfold. I really thought in the fourth round, there's a chance that this is over with, especially after the second knockdown. Uh, guys, both of you, maybe TC first. Are you watching the clock? Are you watching, you know, simultaneously look at the clock, look at him get up the second time, how much time is left? What were you thinking going back to that moment where Wilder very nearly had the dramatic, perhaps TKO stoppage or knockout stoppage himself? 
Yeah, I was looking at Fury's legs because when Wilder goes down, you're always looking at his legs because he just doesn't have those big tree trunk type of legs, you know, and that's why he, he gets wobbled uh, rather easily. And, and then he could be done for the night with Fury is looking at his legs and his legs look pretty sturdy. And we've seen him go down before. We saw him go down that round 12, you know, back in December of 2018, where we thought he was he was gone. He was night night, you know. So you knew once after the first knockdown, it's like, okay, he got up, but we're used to this. But then he took another one. It's like, wow. I mean, now what is he going to have left? So, you know, there there was that question, like, wow, this thing could could be done. But then like we've seen with Tyson Fury before in that uh, first fight specifically, once he got his legs, he came back and he fired shots and you could almost make the argument. I mean, obviously he didn't win the round, but he got the better of Wilder in the last 30, 40 seconds of that round. So at that point in time, you knew, okay, you know, Fury's going to regain himself. He's going to go back to the corner. But at that time, there was still that question mark of, Hey, you know, could we have an upset here? Love the love the inside of being in the arena. Marquise, were you checking the clock, checking a stopwatch on your arm? And try to, is there 10 seconds left? Is there 15 seconds left after the second knockdown in the fourth round by Wilder? What about it? No, I was basically keeping an eye out, guys, on Russell Moore because I thought he was going to be a big problem in this fight. And thankfully, he wasn't to his to his credit. And the one thing that was a big deal that was being, being overblown a little bit on social for some strange reason is the 10 count. For some reason, people were complaining that was it wasn't 10 seconds or whatever have you. But people forget it's a 10 count, not a 10-second count. This isn't basketball. There's no backcourt violation going on here, guys. It's a 10 count. Guy counts to 10. If he's okay, he was functional. After that, after that second knockdown from Fury, uh, I, I looked at Wild Mora. He, he did gave he gave these guys a, a fair shake on both sides of this, and he thought he was good to go. And as Tasty mentioned, uh, Fury came back firing to close that round out. I thought it was going to be a different Adam altogether. Well, and, it is. And, and to, the, and to that point, also the reason why that count was stopped because Wilder did not go to the neutral corner. I mean, he was right there at the near corner, and so when Russell Mora saw that rightfully so he had to direct him back so that's why there was the hesitation you know in the count to follow up on both of your points after so many question marks about whether the referee would be a problem i thought he did a good job i won't say great job but i thought he did a good job opinions uh following up tc yeah he did a good job and again i never really have any question marks with the nevada state athletic commission judges i mean when bob bennett uh, you know, and Mark Ratner, who preceded him, these guys make sure they have the best uh, referees that they can for these fights. And these are not, remember, uh, you know, guys from California or New York that are coming in. You know, judges a little bit different, but referees, they are Nevada-based guys, and they are very well-schooled. And for the most part, they do give the fighters benefit of the doubt. Marquise, one more follow-up on Mora. I know we were knocking him a lot, but I, I thought he warned both guys about holding, telling them to knock it off, didn't let that go on. I, I thought largely did a good job, did a good job and, and stayed out of the way. That was my thing, TJ. He got out of the way of this fight, and that's what made it more interesting than anything else were more where he just actually let these guys just have that. As you mentioned before, he let them – he warned them about the clutching and the holding. And outside of that, everything was from Mora was pretty much fair and square. I'm going to lose TC here in a few moments because he's got other obligations. He's trying to get to the Vegas Golden Knights hockey opener with the first ever game for the Seattle Kraken. He's there for more history in Vegas. It's all part of the TC Martin show. It's all archived tcmartinshow.com. The man is unbelievable, but I, I, I still want some wilder uh, fury takes before TC is gone. Uh, at what it's easy to say now, at what point did you say, 
seventh round, ninth round, this is inevitable. This is a replay for Tyson Fury. Did you not let yourself believe that because of, of Wilder's big right hand, maybe until the 10th or the 11th round, that this is inevitable and Fury's going to get him? I think it was after round number five for me because I saw how spent he was. I mean, he was literally gassed after round three, and that's why the two knockdowns that he delivered upon uh, Fury was a little bit shocking or a little bit surprising. But then when, like I mentioned, when Fury regained himself and then we moved on you know, to the fifth and to the sixth, at that point in time, Wilder was done. Uh, but he kept thing he kept hope alive so to speak because he kept throwing some haymakers but again you know the longer this thing goes advantage fury the legs were wobbly he was gassed i mean and i was really closely you know i was pretty close to the corner there and i was really watching him go back to the corner each and every time yeah. and i just saw how gassed he was like like i don't know how he's going to come out for the Did next round he have too much weight too much weight on and that's what's no, happening that's a, some of the speculation this is a guy, TJ, who just doesn't work out enough. His stamina is not good. And uh, great point by Tim Bradley uh, made with me the other day. And Bradley, if you remember, kind of like Sean Porter, uh, these guys are bulky guys. Deontay Wilder is a bulky heavyweight, a muscular guy. And I think what we tend to forget is these muscular guys, they need more oxygen. Okay. And Deontay Wilder does not like to run. He doesn't like to swim. He doesn't like to work on his cardiovascular. And so that's this is the reason why we see him, because he's got that big body mass. He's a muscular dude that uh, we see him basically get gassed early in fights. And so for me, when I saw, you know, sixth, seventh round, I thought it's just a matter of time. My biggest concern, even though I didn't wager on the round prop, I was watching the round prop. So I was, I was looking at the board. I was looking at the clock to see, okay, where are we going? Seven and a half rounds. This thing going to go over? And, uh, you know, it definitely did, but uh, Deontay Wilder was just gassed. It was a matter of time, and he was hurt. You were all over the over on this podcast. That's why you listen to us here on Big Fight Weekend and part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Marquise and I actually got one right. It looked like it might be over well before the middle of the eighth round uh, earlier in the fight. And again, Marquise will have more comments after I lose TC in a minute or two. Your opinion, because I'm going to ask Marquise this after you're gone as well, is Wilder done on the biggest stage? That's it. Brutal KO. He's almost, he's 36 years old next week. Is he done on the biggest stage or do you think he can get back there? What get, does he have a 10% chance of getting back there? Zero. What would you say? He will never beat Tyson Fury, but is he done? No, he will come back and fight because of the, the lack of marquee fighters and really skilled fighters in the heavyweight division. He can have a chance. He is the number two guy right now. It's not Anthony Joshua. It's probably not Usek. It's probably still, un, you know, unfortunately, as I say, because I really don't like watching Deontay Wilder fight. I don't like his style. Uh, I don't like his stamina. And I don't like his personality. You would put attitude, him in front but... of you, Usyk as good as Usyk looked in the Joshua fight. You would still have Wilder in front of there. Why? Because of the American draw? Uh, no, just because of the experience, I think, and being in the big fights and because of that one-punch power. You know, I need to see more of Usyk before we, you know, crown him number two. But right now it's Tyson Fury and everyone else is a distant second. But I think, you know, like we've seen with the, the 10 title defenses uh, prior, uh, he didn't fight great fighters, but they were the best that, that he could possibly fight. I still think that he, with this, you know, these three fights with Tyson Fury, that's to Wilder's advantage. As long as he wants to get in the ring and fight, I think he's still capable enough to beat just about everybody else. But I think that the fight that we need to see, people are going to scream for Usyk right now, but I still think we probably want to see and need to see 
uh, Fury and Joshua. Even though Joshua has has two losses, it's probably still the best buildup, the best pay-per-view marketing that you can get. And if they can fight in England, they'll sell out Wembley. It would still make it intriguing. And then we need to wipe Anthony Joshua off, pretty much the way I've wiped Deontay Wilder off. And then we can look at other contenders after that. All well said. Again, plug away how they find all of your stuff, including social media on everything, including boxing. We love the unelected mayor. Go. I appreciate it on Twitter at TC Martin 21. Find me on Facebook, TC Martin as well, too. Uh, Instagram, TC Martin 21. But yes, tcmartinshow.com is where you can hear the show. Uh, you can hear the interviews. We got great banter, great talk. These two guys join me every now and then uh, up on the website right now at tcmartinshow.com is today's interview with Bob Arum. We recapped uh, the, the fight and we also did a little preview of Porter and in uh, Crawford as well. Marquise, uh, along with myself, was there with Bob at the press conference on Saturday, which I thought was uh, brilliantly done and marketed. It was great. So we talk about that. We recap the fight. We talk about what's next for Tyson Fury. And if you get a chance to listen to that interview with Bob today, it's really good because he really does go back and compare uh, Muhammad Ali and Tyson Fury. And I asked Bob the question to kind of restate you know, when he agreed to sign Tyson Fury, how they met, how they went about it. And it's a very interesting story with that. So uh, check all that out again, uh, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific, tcmartinshow.com. The man knows how to do a tease. I want to hear the interview with Aram right now myself at tcmartinshow.com. And we're going we're gonna to probably write about it on the website, Marquise Johns, on bigfightweekend.com with that. Listen, I know you got to get out of here because hockey obligations, uh, et cetera, in and around Vegas, Vegas Raiders, all the controversy with Gruden. He's covering all of this on the TC Martin Show, tcmartinshow.com. I know you got to scoot. Thank you for the insight on Fury Wilder again here on Big Fight Weekend in the podcast. All right. And great seeing you, Marquise. Great to having him on my show at the Cosmopolitan on Friday. Seeing you all weekend long. And TJ, thank you very much for the love. So again, we love his insight. And I'm going to ask you a couple of the things that I just asked him. Um, at what point, Marquise, you were in the T-Mobile arena. At what point did you just begin to say seventh round, eighth round? This is inevitable. This is the same thing as the second fight where Wilder has no legs, has no gas, and it's just a matter of when does Fury get him? I think, TJ, it was the moment when I saw the ringside doctors uh, try to come out. I want to say that was in between the seventh or eighth round of this fight, and you saw that Wilder shoot him away, which kind of gave up the sign where it's like, uh-oh, something's really bad here. And then we find out after the fight, of course, he had a broken hand, which is probably why the ringside doctors were nearby to say, hey, uh, we're going to keep an eye on you. And that, at that point, TJ, also... He was gassed completely. You could see that visibly from where I was. TC Mart had a better view down low but from where I was, but you could see on the Jumbotron that he was done. And it was just a matter of if but when at that point. But What I, about Waters the cardio? Pardon me for interrupting. What about the yeah. cardio point here? And, and he had so long to train for this. Why? I understand if you were out of gas in the ninth, the 10th, or the 11th, but if you're out of gas in the 5th and the 6th round again, then you weren't, you weren't doing everything you could do to give yourself a chance to get your title back. That, TJ, I don't think it's really necessarily cardio. I just think really the size difference was that much of a difference in this fight. And the, the one tactic that, that Fury was using in the second fight, he was used in spots later on in the middle of this fight where he would lean on Wilder and yep. then push off and then throw something. And that at that point, especially after the knockdowns, TJ, oh, he was 
it was it was getting tight. It was, it was carrying a heavy bag. It's it's carrying an oversized book bag on for too many rounds. It's it's not going to work out, and that's kind of what happened with Wilder. But uh, I mean, I give Fury credit because we would see him go back to the corner and come out in the next round, round after round, and be refreshed and be rejuvenated. And by a minute to a minute and a half into that seventh round or eighth round, Wilder's got no legs and he's along the ropes and he's not able to do very much. He's a one punch fighter again. Uh, again, for me, watching on TV, I, I just believed unless he hits him with a lucky nuke right hand, this is this is inevitable that he's going to get stopped. And man, um, uh, one more that I didn't get to ask TC, but I want to ask you, Wilder may have earned more fans, more credibility and more praise from critics by the loss and how much punishment he took than in all of his previous wins combined. I wrote that for the site in the aftermath of the fight. Do you buy that, that he may have been more, the most credible maybe of his career, he may have been Saturday night in defeat? You know what, TJ? I'm not a big fan of the uh, moral victory when you lose kind of good debate, but I can see that with this one only because the, the, the landscape of heavyweights. And at the end of the day, TJ, Despite the loss, Wilder really is the number two guy, as TC mentioned, uh, in terms of heavyweights. And um, until someone can upset Wilder with that, then we'll never know. And that, the one thing that I think that was really great about this fight, too, from uh, Wilder, that he that silenced a lot of critics. A lot of critics didn't think he was going to try to box in this one. And he, and he went from the onset with an actual jab to the body, something we haven't seen probably about 15 Wilder fights. <laughs> so I, I'll give him credit for that to shut all however, of us. However, it was only one round. It was yeah. only the first round. If you notice... That tactic was there, but then it's like it was abandoned after round one. He wasn't trying to jab to the body anymore. It's almost yeah. like, okay, we worked on this for two or three months. I tried it. I did it in the first round, and that's it on yeah. that. Same question as I asked to TC. Do you believe I, – I, I heard part of the answer just then with what you said. Yeah. He will be back on the biggest stage, or do you think it's a big question mark at 36 years of age and after the beating that he took, re-injured the hand again, which is like the fourth or fifth time? What is your take? You know what, TJ? He'll be back, but the bigger issue at this point is, will he be the same guy? Because, TJ, for these last two fights, Wilder has been absolutely mauled in these completely. And it was a great conversation that I had actually after the fight, speaking with Breadman Edwards about this. When you take beatings like this, TJ, you don't recover the same way, and you're not the same fighter again. So I'm really intrigued at what point do we see any version of Wilder afterwards who already, TJ, as we all know, isn't exactly the best boxer in the world. And the one thing we said coming into this fight is that Oscar De La Hoya wasn't going to come into that Door for this third uh, against Wilder Fury here, and that was the case nonetheless. So I'm really intrigued on the next match he has. Whether it be a big name or just a guy to stay busy like a Charles Morgan kind of type, what version of Wilder will we get? Will we, will we get the same person that we got in this fight, or will we get this one that we saw before that was just relying on just holding on to that right hand for doom? Well, and let's let's submit a couple of other important points. He just made fifty five million dollars guaranteed. Forget about the pay per view ancillary for the previous two fights. Mm -hmm. He does not have a fight on his horizon anytime in the next year or two that will pay him even a fraction of that. It doesn't look no. like he is not making 10 million, 5 million to fight an Andy Ruiz or whoever else he fights in a non-title fight. Will that at that point, will he evaluate it and say, I'm done. I'm good. I've got the money in the bank, but blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Excuse me. And you also make a very valid point. He's not going to be the same fighter. I'll go ahead and put it. As a fact, he will not be the same fighter after that beating he took again the other night. And so you may see him in there with somebody where he is uh, a shadow of the movement 
and any hand speed or whatever, because father time and the beatings you took, take it out of you. It happened to Ali. It happened to Tyson. It happened uh, it, it happened to Oscar De La Hoya, who you referenced. It even happened to Manny Pacquiao most recently in August. You're just not the same guy anymore. No, TJ, you're not. And especially when you take uh, beatings like this. And that was the one thing about this fight, TJ, that, that was really concerned where uh, Wilder wanted to go out on this shield. And to his credit, they was going to let him die in this ring in this fight mm. one way or another, TJ. And that was the one thing that was concerning me a little bit after this. But thankfully, that last knockdown was pretty much the end of it. But man, I will, it was I, rough to, to watch. your point, <laughs> I will submit that at the end of the 10th round, um, he had, he had been down again and it was in trouble, but he landed a couple of punches late in that 10th round and shook fury again. Fury stumbled and, and the crowd rose. I know, you know, this, you were in the arena and it's like, is he going to hit him with the lucky right hand here? And he even caught him with an uppercut. And when the bell rang, fury took a stumble step towards the corner. He was shook to his credit. He again, did a better job of recovering in the 60 seconds in between rounds and being ready to go. And it was the same instant replay 11th round where it starts and Wilder looks okay. And then suddenly he's not fresh 30, 45 seconds into it. And now it's a matter of, is he going to get clubbed and knocked out? And that's exactly what happened. Credit Tyson Fury. One more time as we wrap it on this subject, he validated the win. He is the guy in the heavyweight division. There is no debating that. You know what, TJ? The one thing that Fury said, and it's the one thing that's been really yeah, low-key left, left out on all of this, was he said before uh, this fight was started, once he knocks Wilder down, he's going to revert back to what he was before. And sure enough, this fight played exactly like Tyson Fury said, and that's what his victory retained. Very good on that. We will pause here. Marquis, stand by. We'll come back. We'll talk about the fight schedule for this weekend and a little more news of the week, etc. as we continue along by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, and we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon, the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport we have what you need with WinBet. if you're ready to play sign up today get a special offer get a risk-free 500 bet from us at the sports gambling podcast network by just downloading and using our promo code sgpn download the WinBet app visit wynnbet.com that's wynnbet.com to find out more Right now, if you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance of the 49ers opened up at 300-1 to to win the MVP this year, and he has already been bet down to 75-1 to after that preseason performance just last weekend. That means if you bet 100 bucks on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap right now for 400 hundred dollars a 300 percent return before the season ever begins think of prop swap like the stock market 
but for sports betting, buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. We're also brought to you in part by Keeps, as Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, guys. If you're Follick They Challenge like I am, listen up. A convenient virtual doctor consults with you, gets you medication, and they deliver it straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's a low cost with treatment starting as low as $10 a month and Keeps offers generic versions of their products. Discreet packaging, proven results. Keeps has more and more five-star reviews every day, every week than any of its competitors. The prevention of hair loss is the key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so you need to act right now. And if you're ready to act to prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free with our offer. That's keeps at K-E-E-P-S dot com slash SGP. Get your first month free with keeps K-E-E-P-S dot com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. Are you the best NBA better in the U.S.? You can prove it on Odds Crowd, and it's free to join and free to play in their fantasy betting contest. There's a season-long NBA contest ready to get underway, $3,000 in cash up for grabs, as well as weekly $200 cash prize contests as well. Here's how it works. Once you get into the contest, you track your bets against the real odds and the lines, and much like you would with any pick-tracking app, the most profitable players are going to go up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest – you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting, it's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. Download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks. Here's why it's going to be your favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide will they go over or under their stat projection for that day. The more players you pick, the more you can win. In fact, you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize Picks is the only way to play. And use the promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match bonus up to $100. That's the Prize Pick app, our promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if you've learned anything, is that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks, I know you think, what's the catch? 
But when you find out more and look into their service, it all makes sense. That's because there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they're cutting out the retail stores. There's no crazy overhead cost that they pass down to the customers in the form of mystery fees. No, Mint just passes on sweet savings directly to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers a premium wireless for $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile will cover you with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. A new wireless plan, 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. We are back in one more time. Senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com. Marquise Johns is still with me. I don't want to shortchange you before we get into the fight cards this weekend and the news of the week. Uh, Tyson Fury is the guy. What do you believe is next? Uh, you, you heard TC Martin in the podcast. Uh, just a little while ago, say that, that bypass Usyk. I want to see the fight with Anthony Joshua. What do you look in the crystal ball? What do you believe is next for Fury? If you could wave the magic wand, what would you want to be next as well? What I want to be next, TJ, is the Usyk fight because it's a unification for undisputed. What we're probably getting, TJ, is a, a stay busy uh, in, in the names of Ajit Cable and uh, you know Tom Suarez and all those the likes and the, the, the ever formidable cast of after rants to keep uh, Fury busy for the most part. I don't. Do think you believe the WBC, which is threatening, you know, hey, he needs to fight Dillian White or Otto Valin? Valine and White fighting at the end of this month, at the end of October. Do you believe they would follow through and try to take the title from him if he's not fighting White, let's say, as their number one contender? If White is victorious, do you believe the WBC would threaten Fury and follow through? At this point, no. They didn't, they didn't take it off of Fury when he was uh, stalling on this third fight. They're not going to do anything different now at this point. So I'm, it's going to be another stay busy. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> and isn't it interesting that, uh, that Eddie Hearn is desperately trying to make a Tyson Fury fight against someone because he realizes if Anthony Joshua loses, he's got no attachment, no skin in the game to an Usyk Fury fight in yeah. the UK, if that is the case. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. On that, let's get into uh, a little news of the week, including the fight card Friday night in San Diego, California, top rank ESPN plus DeZone has a show as well uh, this weekend. And uh, OK, so go over a little bit of what we have for this weekend to look for the fights and we'll get into some gambling odds as well. What is the latest? 
Yeah, TJ, uh, our boy uh, Emmanuel Navarrete is in action again, uh, taking on uh, Joe Gonzalez, defending his, his WBO uh, title offense. Uh, active guy, TJ, just, this is going to be just another guy for him to, uh, to get by at this point because there's, there's not too much for Navarrete to uh, challenge at 126. So they'll give him, give him this guy in the meantime. Should be interesting to see how it looks out. I'm more intrigued, TJ, to see what version of Joe Gonzalez we get. The last version we saw was against Shakur Stevenson. Wasn't very good. Got skunked boxing-wise. Uh, Navarrete is not exactly the same boxer as Stevenson, so this should be a little bit more competitive. And Navarrete is a guy that we are fond of because he was active. He's a big puncher. He's won, what, 27, 28 fights in a row? In a row. Yep. Uh, so, uh, I mean, th- this is the feature guy. They're fighting in San Diego, obviously not far from Tijuana, the Mexican border, uh, et cetera. Should be a pro-Navarrete crowd you would think, and he is heavily favored, right? Marquise for sports gambling podcast and sports gambling podcast.com and the odds. Uh, I think I saw Navarrete is minus six fifty in this one. You're more curious about if there's an under overplay, which we're looking for the under over would probably be like at around five and a half or six and a half rounds. Are you thinking this might end early? That's what I'm thinking, TJ. I think this fight ends in about six. And that's the one thing I'm thinking. Just once Nalf Rogers figures him out, he's just going to outpunch him. And that's going to be the end of this fight. It's one of those fights, TJ, where I think, uh, depending on what version of Gonzalez, Gonzalez is one of those guys that likes to come forward a lot. And he's one, I, the way Nalf punches, he's going to run into one of those weird left hooks. And again, that is a Friday night card, ESPN Plus top ranked card in San Diego. For that matchup, Saturday night, we have a couple of different fight cards, including the DAZN show in Fresno, California, about six hours to the north of San Diego. Mikey Garcia, former unified junior welterweight champion, still fighting at welterweight in a stay-busy contender fight where he is massively favored over Sandro Martin. Not not much here in the main event. Is there anything on that card that's worthwhile on DAZN, the matchroom show? Uh, it was TJ until originally the uh, the one of the fighters had visa issues who had the one of their little flyweight titles and can't come over for this fight card on the undercard. So officially, TJ, this that the this this main event's a walkout bout and it's a main walkout bout because the zone doesn't have any budget for anything. And this spot was supposed to be, I'm assuming, Mark Garcia versus Regis Progress at a catchweight of 145. Instead, it's Sandor Martin, and the reason why he's heavily favored, I think at least at two, like minus 2,000, it's probably going to be higher by Saturday night, is because uh, Sandor Martin was last seen uh, losing to Anthony Yidget, the same Anthony Yidget who lost to Roly Romero, mind you, TJ. Mm. So no one has any expectations whatsoever of this fight lasting more than 15 seconds. So (laughs) Garcia thought he might have a shot at Manny Pacquiao and others, and now he's just in a 10-round contender fight. Here in, in a Fresno. main event in <laughs> Fresno on Saturday night. Um, uh, also, the Barclays Center <laughs> will host the leftovers of what was supposed to be Teofimo Lopez, George Cambosis. Uh, are any of those fights even worthwhile at, at the at the Barclays Center? The card that's going on still from Triller. Uh, just one, TJ, but there's nothing actually involving boxing. Uh, I think it's Big Daddy Kane versus Karras wins the uh, versus battle. I highly recommend that. Uh, the actual fight card of the Hebrew Hammer, not so much. The rap battle better than the fights, right? Absolutely. So we'll we'll have an eyeball on that as well. And uh, look, we're getting to some better uh, fights and obviously fight cards with Canelo and Plant coming November 6th with uh, Terrence Crawford, Crawford and Sean Porter for the Porter. WBO World Welterweight title. We're interested in those. And where does Lopez Cambosis land? Because Eddie Hearn has said since last we did the podcast, they want to promote the fight. He's got 90 days to make the fight happen somehow, somewhere, or he's got to pay default money to Lopez and Cambosis as well. 
Do we believe we can get that fight before the end of the year somewhere in the United States? Lopez and Cambosis, will that happen? What, what do we believe? I think TJ, Eddie Hearn's going to find a way to squeeze this fight card in. I don't know if the zone's going to help him pay for it, which is why he's been stalling and saying, hey, we may not have this fight exactly in November, but sometime at the end of the year, mate, so we may or may not get this until 2022. He's stalling on this, TJ. I think, actually, at the end of the day, this may fall right into Bob Arum's lap the entire time as some sort of weird debacle wow. mastermind plan all along. It's ridiculous. Well, Hearn has had fights before at Madison Square Garden and dealt with New York, so there's yeah. a potential that it could end up there, and that's where Lopez is obviously... Uh, been brought up. He's Honduran-born. New York draw. That's where they were going to fight for Triller before it all disintegrated and Triller defaulted on the on the payment. Amen. So we'll see how that goes. In any event, plug away, Marquise, because we're writing all weekend for the site. The Navarrete title fight uh, at 126 is Friday night. Uh, we've got the other action this weekend. Preview mode, recap mode. We have all of it on the site. Plug away for everything. Absolutely, TJ. Bigfightweekend.com, your source for all things boxing, past, present, and future. We'll keep you updated on the uh, the action that we have going on this weekend. Not as good as this past weekend, unfortunately, but it's action nonetheless. I'll keep an eye on that to see what's going on with it. See if anything news-breaking-wise happens as well. Uh, we're getting close to these fights like that you just mentioned, TJ, with uh, Por- Crawford Porter and Canelo Plant. They should be slowly announcing what's going to be fighting on these undercards. Hopefully, it's something we can watch because these last few Canelo fight cards, TJ, have been pretty much uh, Canelo featuring a couple of bunch of other people. So we'll see what happens of all of that, but they should make those announcements shortly and soon. And I'll keep all that for you at BigFightWeekend.com. We got all of it there. Again, that's the voice of Marquise Johns. Always love the insight. Thank you to T.C. Martin, who was with us earlier from the T.C. Martin Show, tcmartinshow.com in Vegas. Uh, and find him as well at T.C. Martin 21 on social media. Find us at Big Fight Weekend on social media, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Engage with us and subscribe again to this podcast wherever you found it, however you found it, social media link sportsgamblingpodcast.com we are here in the preview mode primarily uh during the week uh leading up to the fights and the weekend so apple podcast spotify google podcast subscribe away for marquise johns i'm merely tj reeves enjoy the fight action this weekend we're back soon with another edition of the big fight weekend podcast bye